Morning, everyone. I didn't give you homework, if you're wondering what the, all those papers are. That's just so you can follow along. You, you, you'll see. Uh, you'll allow me to explain. I'll pray, and then uh, we'll get into, get into it. Heavenly Father, the Gospel of John, beautiful, powerful, strong. Jesus, all the way through from beginning to end. He had you know, the way, the truth, and the life. All things through Him, and just powerful, Lord Father. So we read it, Lord Father. What do we learn from this? About evangelism, about evangelism, Lord Father. These powerful verses. What do they say to us about spreading the gospel, going out <clears throat> to, to the people around us, people we know, people we don't know? What do we learn? How, how to share with them, Lord Father? Please reveal these things to us through your word. In the name and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Evangelism. That the world may know. What do we learn from John? What we learn? What we need to know before we go out to evangelize. So I was going through the Gospel of John, and you know, I'm going to pick out some powerful evangelical verses in the Gospel of John. And it came up with the 26th that, that you have there before you. And as I was reading through them, I was like, oh, these are beautiful power. Anybody who would read these would surely believe. I thought, well, let's find out. So I made it into a questionnaire, and I handed some out. Email, hard copies, to people I know very well, people I kind of know good, people I don't know that well, and even people I've never met before. Handed them out, about 20 or so. And did everybody believe? Well, let's look at some of the initial responses. Hey, Waldo. Yes, that's my nickname, Waldo. Hey, Waldo. So this is an email. I read through the questions, and maybe I'm not the one who would be the best guy to answer them. Honestly, I would say no to every one of them. I'm not a religious person. I hope this helps you. I just don't believe what you believe in, and therefore, uh, every one of my answers would be no. I don't believe in the story of the Bible as being factual text. I have some very interesting views on religion and spirituality in general, and I would be happy to discuss them with you, which is a good thing. I don't think I can write them all in the comments. So anyway, a bit overwhelming. See, this is interesting. This person here, I've had discussions with her two summers ago. For four hours we went on it, debating the Bible. So I thought, oh, I'm going to get some good responses from her. But a bit overwhelming. I got stumped at the first question. I don't think I'm the right person to fill this out. It's not clear to me what the question is asking, if I believe these words were stated words from God, or if I believe the general idea, or what the words are saying, not sure my brain can process this. I would say that I'm not a very religious person, and I don't take the Bible in a literal sense. I'm looking at the list of questions, and they all seem to pertain to passages in the Bible, and whether I believe them or not. I would say I do not believe these passages. I'm not sure, it's gonna, oh, I'm not sure I can help you here. So listen to this. So based on my answers, am I going to burn in hell? Happy face. So I responded, the answers to your questions are found in the verses in the questionnaire, right? Good one, he said. <laughs> so I got a, so I've handed up about, about 20 or so. I got about, I only got like, some never came back at all, never heard from. So I got about 10 or so. So I'm, gonna go, I'm not going to go through all 26 verses with you. I got, I got uh, 10 passages. I'll, I picked out 10 powerful passages here that I want to share with you. Their answers, their responses, and how, how many agreed. And I want you to pay attention. If, you, if you've got paper or pen or something, take mental note. Think, what are we learning from these comments here about what we need to know before we go out? Okay, this is the, this is the, the bulk of, of, this, of, the, of this talk. What we need to know. What are we learning here? 
Okay, so question number one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, <coughs> sorry, in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. John 1. 9 said that, okay, so 10, the little star there, because there were 10, somebody said yes and no. That's why there's 11 there. So quite a few agreed, though, but they're co- it's interesting. They, they agree, but their, their, their comments kind of reflect differently. So here's W. I believe that God created everything, which is good, but kind of missed the whole purpose of the verse, right? About Jesus being in the beginning, Jesus being the Word. But, okay, I don't believe that all things were made through God. I believe in evolution, natural selection, theories backed up by scientific evidence. L. Let me tell you about L. This is interesting. Um, I'd met L twice before. And uh, something was telling me, give her one. L's a girl. Give her a questionnaire. Really? Like, I don't, I've only met her. Give her one. So I approached her and said, I'm a Christian and I'm preparing a sermon on evangelism in John. And so I explained, I'm handing these out. This morning, if you would uh, answer this question, it would help me understand what you think. And a big grin came across her face and she said, you came to the right person. I was, born, I was raised in a born-again Christian household and church. Now I'm an atheist. Wow. What do you say? So I said, so you'd be very familiar with these verses then. She said, I probably read the Bible more, more than pe- all the people you know. So what happened? So she kind of went into de- detail. And it was just uh, some very unfortunate events that have to happen in her life that things that happened in the church that really pushed her away. And also, I, I would have to say that the seed landed on rocky ground, if you know what I mean. So that's, so, so that's her response. And you'll see more of her throughout. So this person says, yes, because uh, God was the first and, made, uh, and was have to have made man and all around him. No, where did God himself come from and exist, right? Big question. The statement word of God seems inconsistent with the position that we, uh, that we are to believe that he is the son of God. That's interesting, right? What do you say to that? So question four on the questionnaire. Um, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. That's huge, right? Present that to somebody. Four said yes, six said no. Do you believe this statement? <laughs> Zed, this guy is... Guy's awesome. I'm a fan of Leo Tolstoy's The Kingdom of God Within You. Anybody familiar with the book? I've never read it myself. So Leo Tolstoy is a Russian author of late 1800s, early 1900s, who became a Christian anarchist. I've never heard that before. But, but he's read, apparently he's written some very interesting, powerful books. So, he's, so this Zed has read this book. It says, which states exactly what the title entails, that the kingdom of God is within you, right? That's pretty biblical. In his perception, being born again would mean to accept one sin, repent, and become a new and better person who lives as an example to others. One must therefore look within to, uh, to find the kingdom of God. So I do believe that this, this statement in a sense that one cannot be in the kingdom of God unless he dies, but that can see, almost like a preview to a good temptation, the kingdom of God uh, while alive because this is motivation to be oneself. Okay? Interesting. What's interesting is about Zed is that he identified, see, at the top of your question, religion, he identified as an atheist. And he said, I bet you he said yes to most of the verses. 
than anybody else, and he's an atheist, but just the perception he gets from reading this book. And then A, I'm not sure about being born again. I believe this statement means being one with God. I think feeling, actions, and being... I think there are many different interpretations of being born again. Something you've got to watch for. I think. I believe. I think. Watch how many times this shows up in, in the comments. Something to take note of. I think if you are good on earth, you will go to heaven. Right? There it is. Justification through works. Period. And which is interesting... In question 5, which is it's not on here, but in John 3.16, he agrees to. He says, what else, you know? John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, right? That, that's a salvation through grace verse. And he says, well, what's not to believe? But then here he's saying, good works, right? Contradiction. C, this is the only comment she put on her entire uh, questionnaire. I believe we all go to heaven. If you believe in him and the, and the teachings, some from uh, later on in life and who will never get baptized, I do think that they will, they will not be left out. So V is somebody, he, he kind of tries to paraphrase the verses. He agreed too much, and I'll tell you a little bit about him later on. How does this account for Judaism? Wow, there's a big one, right? Are you ready for that, if somebody says that? According to the Old Testament, the Jews were God's children uh, and people. I cannot reconcile how God would now turn his back on them. Right? What's that? Replacement theology. Explain that. Question six. The Father loves the Son and placed everything into his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, but God's wrath remains upon him. There's a big one, right? Wrath. Do you believe this statement? Six said no. I refuse to believe that a deity defined by love would have wrath upon any person. Even a person who rejects Jesus is not uh, from malevolence, but ignorance, and a deity holding to wrath from this ignorance cannot be defined by love. Right? That's a big question. Right? What about people who've never heard the gospel, never heard about Jesus, right? And you know, and it's just out of ignorance, right, that they don't believe. Are, are they going to suffer God's wrath? The son, see, there's that. The son is part of the Holy Trinity, after all, right? He's saying, well, of course. <laughs> Our atheist friend who agrees with it. Hey, I'm not sure. My interpretation of rejecting the Son is rejecting love. And someone without love will have eternal wrath. And you'll see this in A and a lot of her other comments. She's identifying God with, with love, which the Bible says God is love. But she takes it to a different level, perhaps like an unbiblical level of what it means for God to be love. <clears throat> so if I believe and serve God, but not Jesus, I face his wrath, doesn't make sense to me. L, the, the ex-born-again uh, Christian. Eternal life can't be proved. God loves us all. The word wrath is harsh to me, but, but to be put through trials and tribulations maybe test your faith. How does this account for Judaism? Again, from E. Question 8. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my, Jesus' words, and believes in him, God, who sent me, has eternal life, and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, time is coming, and now has come, that when the dead, okay, say, when the dead will hear his voice, that's a big thing, the Son of God and those who, who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. John 5, do you believe this? Six said yes, four said no. I believe that those who will live, uh, okay, sorry, I believe that those who love will live. Without love, people will feel dead inside, right? Okay, so there's A and her, her 
love interpretations. Uh, well, okay, so the, here's W kind of questioning. Will come as, and has come? You know, who is the dead? And if, and if they hear the voice, will they be brought back to life? Right? Good question. What does this verse mean? Not sure how to interpret this. It makes it sound like they are being judged after they have passed rather than having a place by his side when they pass. There are many people who believe in God yet commit atrocious acts, sometimes in the name of God. I have difficulty believing that they will not be judged in this life or the next life. Big question, right? What about the crusade? You know, people who do think horrible things in the name of God, are they justified to go to heaven? But when you've got all these people who are doing good things, but even though they're not Christians, they're not going go, not go to go to heaven? Doesn't sound fair, right? There's the argument. Ten. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall not, that I shall not lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up in the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up on the last day. Eight yes to no. This is more like it. If you look to the Son and believe in Him, you will go to heaven. But this is W. This is the one who said, you know, saved by works, period. So you don't have to be reborn, right? So W seems to have trouble with this being born again kind of question, right? How do you, how do you answer this? Contradicting question number four. But I do not believe that, the only, that only those who worship Jesus will have eternal life. I do not believe that this is the only pathway of God. Right? There it is. The only pathway. Jesus the only path. There's got to be other ways. And you'll see that she comments on this uh, more often. To those who had believed in him, <clears throat> Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Seven said yes, three said no. I said no because I really don't know what is meant by truth, right? There's a question. Jim touched on that in one of his, in his sermon, right? What is truth? Ironically, I think those who believe are chained by their beliefs and are the very opposite of free. This is true for those who are disciples of Jesus, but it is not the only path to being set free or the only path to God. Fifteen. Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Big question, right? Big statement. Slave to sin? Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever, right? No, what does that mean, right? Those of us who know we're talking about Roman culture and stuff like this. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Half and half on this one. I'm not sure I fully understand this, but I believe that our sins keep us from pure love. There's A in her love again. I may sin, but I'm not a slave to sin, right? Are we not told to repent for sins? Know the truth and your sins will set you free so you have a place in the family? Good question. This doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why we should be given permission to sin. So this is how he is interpreting this verse, that, that Christians are given the permission to sin and then a free pass just through our religious beliefs. Interesting. Jesus declared, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Six yes, four said no. There are conversions to and from religions. So, have, so, have some, so some have obviously been snatched. 
right? What about those who convert out of Christianity to other religions? Isn't that proof that they're snatched out of God's hands? Can the devil and demons not snatch them and have them suffer in hell for eternity? When we go to heaven, we all are there for eternity. So I hear. I do think that this reflects uh, that there is more than one path to God and is in line with my religious beliefs. So this is it's interesting how he interpreted that verse. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and life. No one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Six yes, four said no. I'm not sure I understand this completely. I believe once we have true love and oneness, it provides a deep sense of peace and joy. What do you say to that, right? Um, Again, we all die, so the only way to go to heaven is to dedicate your life to him. Must be a lonely place in heaven because there are not too many that do that. Right? Good observation though, right? That's, that's interesting. How does this account for Judaism? If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who, who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them on the last day. For I did not speak on my own but the Father who sent me uh, commanded me to say all these I have spoken. I know that his commands lead to eternal life. So whatever I say uh, is just what the Father has told me to say. Do you believe this? Seven yes. So somebody said yes and no. Four no. I believe that not judging others is fundamental to truly loving. While God is supposed to be love, as taught to children in Sunday school, he is, if he were real, a very jealous and vengeful God, condemning billions of people simply for not believing in the face of overwhelming evidence against his existence. Not a very loving God. I spoke to, to Elle yesterday. She actually she used some very strong words to describe God for doing such a thing. I won't use those words, but... So that's the, right? That's the argument. What do you say to that, right? God's condemning billions of people for just not believing in the Son, and what about those who've never heard him? That argument. I caught some of this, but lots of it went over my head. I think, there's a, I think again, I think this is inconsistent with what is stated in question 12. I do not believe that people who view religion differently or through more critical lens are doomed to be condemned. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my my Father as well. Do you believe this statement? Again, I may be interpreting this too literally, but I believe through me means through my teachings, what I have modeled and what I have shown you. I do believe that there are people of different religions and without a specific religion that have achieved the way, the truth, and the life. We, we cannot get to heaven without going through Jesus first. I, uh, I see... Uh, okay, it's a question. I see because he teaches God's word, so if you follow him, then you will follow God too. Kind of thinking out loud there. How does this account for Judaism and other religious beliefs? I believe that there are more than one pathway to God. So V has the final comment. He said, I considered this a sign. He's talking about me giving him this questionnaire. This was his final statement. I consider this a sign 
to have the opportunity to read these words and review the meaning of what they mean and reflect in our own way as individuals and as you and, and apply religious, uh, religion in our daily lives. Sometimes it's too far and in between checking with our beliefs. Thank you for this eye-opener. Hope this helps. See, the challenge here, here's my challenge, personal challenge. I know this fellow well, and we've had some good conversations about Christianity, and he says he prays every night, and he has a pretty good understanding, but he is such a difficult person to be around. I've actually prayed, Lord, send somebody else, and I send somebody else. I, it's true. I, I can't stand being around this person. He's very negative, very um, uh, crude in his words, always bashing other people. Every second word is the F word. But he's got these, he's, he's so close. But I want to be so far. <laughs> right? So that's, that's the challenge of, there's one challenge of evangelism right there, right? We're, we're, we're sent to people that we personally ourselves may not really like. We want them to be saved, but, you know, go, go to another church, you know? <laughs> Once you're saved, Baptist church in Timmins is close to your house, go there, so. Okay, so, input. What do we learn? Anybody take notes? What do we need to know before we go out? They're all over the map. Yeah, there's many, many, like the I thinks and I believes, right? A lot of different opinions. The words, have, the words have different meanings for you and me than what they have for the people. Exactly, exactly. right? That's what I'm going to get into later. Language. Language is a big thing. Joe, you said something? Pray. Pardon? Pray. Pray. Pray before you go out. Scotty? Um, there's many people that have ju- are justifying things. Trying to justify their own beliefs? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You see right. Anybody else? Come on, there's got to be more. Yeah, right? Like, there's just, Irene? Without the Holy Spirit, they cannot understand the words of God. So they're just, they're looking at it like, in their understanding. Yep. Absolutely. You see the... Anger, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get into that. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Yes, absolutely. The message of the cross. Yeah, the message of the cross is foolishness to, to those who don't believe it, right? Quote, quoting Paul. Kerry? Like, uh, like I was, a lot of people are judging God by Christian and not by what God says. Exactly. How many, right? How many people have heard that, right? I know, other, I know Christians who go to church and I'm a better person than them, right? And if they're justified, if they're going to heaven, well, then I'm going to heaven. Or they criticize Christianity because of what they see in other people, right? And that's, that's a big responsibility for us, right? That's John, the end of John 17, right? That, that the unity of the church is a testimony to God himself. So, so here's what I came up with. What do we learn? What do we need to know? The creation versus evolution argument, right? We've got to be ready for that. Scientific evidence for God. Scientific evidence for heaven and for eternal life, right? Somebody's says, you know, prove it. There's no scientific, scientific evidence for these things. What do you say? So my sermon here is not to give you the answers. This, I'm just getting you, you know, for your own personal Bible study and, and stuff, this is what you've got to be ready for, for when you, when you go out. The existence of God, right? Who made God? That's what V had said, right? He believes that God created all, all, all things, but where did God come from? Titles and names of Jesus, Right? What do they mean? The Word of God, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the Son of Man, 
one and only Son, right? Remember, E said that's contradiction between the Word of God and the Son of God. Christianity and Judaism, that was brought up many times. Old Testament versus New Testament. I remember talking to somebody and talking about the Old Testament. They said, isn't the Old Testament just like old folklore and you know Jewish stories? What? <laughs> no, no. And we all got to read the Leo Tolstoy's uh, book, The Kingdom of God, is within you, right? So everybody get a copy. Becky's going to order a few of them now. What's it, be, what's it mean to be born again? Right? People, people really don't, don't like that statement. What is it? What's a born again Christian? What's it mean? Salvation or justification through works. There's W. W and S. I had this conversation with W and his wife, S. And uh, she said to me, so, so are you saying that a person who gives everything to, to help other people, help the poor, but, just, but, but she said, but their only sin is reject, rejecting Jesus. That's their only sin, is rejecting Jesus. God won't let him into heaven. And I said, that's right. She said, well, I can't follow a God like that. What do you say, right? Well, the person is rejecting Jesus. They're, they don't want to be in God's kingdom, right? That's, right. That's their choice. But Baptism, right? What's baptism? What's it mean? Jesus, the only path, right? That came up lots. The other religions, what about the other religions and, and the way and other teachings? There's got to be other pathways to God than Christianity. Come on. God identified as love. What's it mean, right? A talked about that, about that a lot. Wrath, big one. If he's a loving God, why? Why does he have wrath? For simply reje- rejecting Jesus' claim, God is spirit. What does that mean? What does it mean that, that God is spirit? What, it, what does it mean for the, the Christian to worship in spirit, right? Jesus said, my, my words are spirit and they are life. What does that mean? The dead, Jesus talked about the dead hearing his words and, coming, you know, and receiving life. Who are the dead? How will they hear? What, it, what is a time is coming? What does it mean to be brought back to life? Atrocities, atrocities in, in God's name. How do we account for that? Is doing the will of God the pathway to heaven? Right? There's the works. The problem is evil in the world. Right? If he's a loving God, why does he allow so much suffering? Sin, what does it mean to be a slave? Right? Or do we have permission to sin like he had brought up? What is repentance? Explain repentance. Blind obedience versus faith. What about people who convert from Christianity? What about the devil? Can he really snatch people from God's hands? Is God jealous and vengeful? What about people who haven't heard the gospel? Are they condemned? Can people in other religions attain the way, the truth, and life through their beliefs? <clears throat> Does God only love people who love him? N and R. Two separate people. When I presented N, the, um, the questionnaire, she said, oh, this is good. She said, it's funny, because my friend and I were just talking about Jesus yesterday. She said, so you believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. You believe that he was murdered, crucified? Yeah. And you believe that he was uh, reincarnated, uh, resurrected? Whatever, same thing. <laughs> so, she, so she said, so, so where did he go? I said, what do you mean? Like between his death and his resurrection, where did he go? I don't know. Where did he go? Can you mean like now? Where is he? I don't know. Where did he go? And it's like, Really? That's the Easter story, right? Doesn't everybody know that? You know, the Apostles' Creed? 
But not everybody knows that, right? We can't take that for granted, that everybody knows that, that Easter story and then the Christmas story and stuff. So we've got to be ready for you know, starting from scratch. Fascinating, interesting. R. R has a wife who's had, who has cancer for the second time. She's um, T-cell replacement and the whole bit. And there's a chance, possibility, that she might not pull through. So I was hesitant, but I, but, but I asked him, I said, would you mind you and your wife looking through this? Because I'm really sure that she's really thinking a lot about dying, right? And eternal life. He said, yeah, she talks about it all the time. Would you, would you mind giving this to her? Just to say, I'm just interested in what she said. Yeah, no, she won't be offended. No, not a problem. And he, he came back and he said, it's too deep. We read it and we don't understand any of it. It's too deep. What do you say? Right? And this person, you know, having cancer, that's close. This is what we're talking about. Language, right? Jesus said, my lang- why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. And why? Because Jesus spoke in the dialect of the kingdom of God. And it's like Irene said, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is life. The Word is Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will, will give life to, to the Word of God and understanding to the person. But there's that whatsoever in the Gospel, right? Whosoever believes. Whosoever seeks, the Holy Spirit will reveal. But if they have no desire to know God, can the Holy Spirit do anything for them? Right? We heard that a lot. I think. I believe. A lot of people that you evangelize to have never read the Bible themselves. Right? The, the, what they know about the Bible, they've heard from other people or other places or on TV and whatnot. And some of them might be, you know, really good teachers or whatnot. But these other people are not authoritative in the Word of God. The best commentary on inspired text is inspired text. We must use the Bible to back up the Bible. That's why it's so important for us to know the Bible. Right? We can't be using these words. When people say, well, what about, what's it mean to be born again? Born again? What's it, what about wrath? And you say, well, I think this, or I believe this. No, we, gotta have, we have to know the Bible. And if you have another question, well, then you've got to know a verse for that. You've got to know a scripture for that. You've got to know the Bible in whole. The, the, right, the covenant says everything about salvation. It's so important that we know the Bible ourselves. Are we ready? Are you ready to evangelize? Do you know everything? I'm challenging you that, you know, we're going to get hit with tough questions and you've got to be ready. And if not, well, pray to the Holy Spirit and, you know, just, I'm not quite sure, but I'll get back to you. Follow up is everything. I got like 20 people I got to follow up on now, right? Right? Anybody volunteering to help me? (laughs) But it's great. So that's what we learned from about evangelism, the Gospel of John. Our Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for, the, for these words, Lord Father, that we may know, that we may know you, the truth of the gospel, that we may know Jesus Christ. For this is eternal life, that we may know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So we thank you, Lord Father, for giving us this great commission, for giving us the desire to share the gospel with other people. But Lord Father, there is opposition out there <clears throat> against us. And um, help us to be prepared. Help us to want to learn to know your word, to just devour it, so that, Lord, Father, we may know, that we, we may not think or believe, but that we may know, and we help, 
And through this knowledge, Lord Father, guide other people to the truth. In his name.